We have a special episode this week, so we're just going to get right to it. We have a couple of interesting segments that we'd like to present to you, so enjoy. Sarah, you had a very nice discussion Yes. With the director of curriculum at the Middle Country Central School District, Jonathan Singer. Yes, I did. And this is uh, regarding their upcoming, it's coming up this Monday, Mm -hmm. the uh, STEM event there. The fifth annual STEM celebration. STEM celebration Mm -hmm. at Center Beach High School. Yes. So uh, let's listen to that interview. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Sarah with uh, the Middle Country Podcast. I'm here with Jonathan Singer, and um, we are just going to talk a little bit with uh, Jonathan about the fifth annual STEM celebration at Middle Country School District. So, Jonathan, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure, Sarah. Uh, I'm Jonathan Singer, uh, Director of Curriculum for the Middle Country Central School District. I've been uh, serving the Middle Country schools for 14 years. Uh, prior to my current position, I was principal at Selden Middle School, uh, and before that, assistant principal at Selden Middle School, and very, very briefly, uh, also assistant principal at Newfield High School. Uh, I love being the director of curriculum. Mm. It gives me the chance to work on programs that shape the education for over 9,000 students from pre-K through 12th grade. Wow. That's, uh, you've, been, you've been everywhere, it seems, in our district. Uh, a lot of places, Yeah. yeah. So um, we said this is the fifth annual STEM celebration at um, Middle Country. So can you please just tell us a little bit how this event started? So I could tell you a little or a lot, but you asked for a little. (laughs) So uh, it was the winter of 2014. Uh, The Board of Education made a a very strong commitment to STEM education. So Mm -hmm. that's science, technology, engineering, and math, as well as inquiry learning. And the school board made a number of investments uh, in areas to support this initiative. So to list just a few, um, at the elementary level, this initiative started with the construction of a dedicated space in each elementary building devoted to STEM education. We just call them our STEM labs, where our elementary students participate in uh, an elementary coding curriculum in grades one through three, an Mm. elementary robotics curriculum in grades four and five, And for those fourth and fifth graders, we also purchased a state-of-the-art robot, one for each elementary school, Mm. uh, to allow for hands-on application of these coding and robotics skills. And we've also created a Lego engineering curriculum uh, with progressive challenges for students at each elementary grade level. That's great. So the reason I'm telling you all this is once our students were learning and practicing these engineering and technology skills, We wanted a way to showcase the work that they were doing Mm -hmm. and the skills that they had developed. And this really was sort of the impetus for our first STEM celebration uh, in the spring of 2015. Oh, very nice. So can you tell us a little bit about the celebration itself, like who can attend, where it is? Uh, So the... The STEM celebration is really geared towards our students and their parents, Mm -hmm. um, and we welcome all members of the Middle Country community. Uh, Admission is free. Mm -hmm. It takes takes place on Monday, May 20th at Center Reach High School from 6 to 8 p.m. 
So uh, what I would say to any of your listeners uh, is that they should not be scared off by a full-looking parking lot in the front. Mm -hmm. There is a large parking lot in the rear of Center Reach High School also. Mm -hmm. Um, Those who really know the area can get in on Tree Road from the back, but you can also take the bus loop to the rear. Um, There's a big parking lot back there, and we will have the back door open as well as the front door. Um, with a welcome desk at both ends mm-hmm. so people can enter and get a program from either side. Traditionally, the event has been pretty well attended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the parking lot looks full and you know people get scared, but don't be scared. Okay. Uh, find a spot and come on in and join us. Oh, that's great to know. Um, once you get inside, what you'll see is that we have our evening broken up into two sessions. Mm-hmm. So session one, uh, which will run from 6 to 7 p.m., Our first through fifth grade students will be competing in uh, Lego engineering challenges. That'll happen in the Center Reach High School cafeteria. Nice. Uh, You will see uh, teams of students uh, have built structures made to bear a load, vehicles to carry cargo down a ramp, uh, zip lines to carry a load, uh, and more. Uh, We come up with uh, some creative challenges each year for students to work on at each grade level. Mm Mm-hmm. Grades four and five will also be demonstrating their robot, robot programming expertise. Mm. Uh, we're doing that upstairs in the double room at Center Reach High School. Our middle school robotics teams will be on hand to face off in a friendly competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their formal first Lego League season is over, uh, but they still have their robots in their game fields, so they'll be facing off against each other. And our high school robotics teams will also be there to demonstrate their award-winning robots. Both of those robotics demonstrations will be in the library mm. uh, just across the hall from the cafeteria. Nice. We'll also have middle school and high school research students um, with tables set up to present uh, their studies. And finally, we'll have a variety of interactive community rooms mm-hmm. uh, for engineers of all ages to come and explore some STEM activities. Now, that's all during session one. From wow. 6 to 7. It's very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, session 2, which will run from 7 to 8 p.m., all of our activity will converge on the gymnasium where our on-demand challenges will take center stage. Mm-hmm. So each of our elementary schools has selected a team of students to demonstrate their teamwork and problem solving by completing novel challenges that are not revealed until moments before the competition. Oh, that's fun. Um, It's a lot of fun. This is uh, always a high point of the evening. Uh, We have spectators cheering for their schools and marveling at the creative approaches that students take to completing these STEM tasks. It feels, uh, you know, in a a packed gymnasium, it feels as exciting as uh, going to a basketball game uh, or any other sporting event. It's really a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then at the end of the night, we tally up the points from each um, of the competitions throughout the evening, mm-hmm. and we will crown our STEM champion for the year, who will be able to take the trophy back to their building, at least until next year, mm-hmm. when they'll have to come back and defend their title at our sixth annual STEM celebration. Wow, that sounds like a really fun and packed night. It's a busy night. It really is. Mm-hmm. So when you say that there was an award-winning robotics team, what kind of awards did they win? The uh, high school, uh, we have a VEX robotics teams at both high schools, mm-hmm. both of whom had uh, uh, good seasons this year. The 
uh, Newfield team went to the national competition. Wow. So, uh, were successful at the regional, state, and got to the national level. So we're, we're super, super proud of that progress. Nice. What is something that you are looking forward to particularly this year? So uh, I will tell you one room that I will be sure to visit mm-hmm. uh, during session one uh, will be the Middle Country Public Library Room. Um, <laughs> yes. I appreciate so much the ongoing support for our programs that has consistently come from you guys, you know, and enriching our community events. Um, so I really want to be sure to see what you uh, bring for our students this year. Last year, you brought Ozobox, mm-hmm. uh, that even the youngest visitors could program using um, colored markers on just a regular sheet of printer paper. Yeah, so yes. maybe we'll see those back again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but during session two, I am really looking forward to the novel solutions our student teams think up for the on-demand challenges. Right. Uh, I personally play test every challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, to make sure that they're achievable, you know, doable. Right. And it is fascinating for me to see how our students find new solutions that hadn't occurred to me right. during the development of those solutions. So that's that's always a high point for me personally. Right. Well, it's amazing the creativity with uh, younger kids nowadays. It's 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 quite amazing, especially with the technology that they're given, what they exactly. can do. It's quite impressive. All right. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for um, taking some time out to talk to us about this great event that's happening on May 20th from 6 to 8. We uh, urge and uh, encourage the community to go down and just take a look at what um, the uh, country school district is doing for the community. And um, we hope that people can get there. Please do. Uh, It is always a fun night. It is a great event. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you there. Okay, Sarah, that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like a great event. He uh, sounds very passionate about, uh, about the STEM uh, subjects that they have there at the, at the school. It, yes, and I think, um, it, like he said, the excitement for um, that the kids have make it very much like a, a sports game sure, there. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, it's time that the, you know, brainiacs get to shine a little bit. That's right. I don't know if that's the right term, but the, you know, the kids that are into the STEM subjects, you know, that might not be into the other sports. Exactly. Yes. It's a, it's a uh, cerebral sport. Yeah. Very good. (laughs) I like that. Yes. I like that. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Sarah. For the past three years, the library has organized a community art project. This project is made possible with funds from the Decentralization Program, a regrant program of the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of Governor Andrew M. Cuomo and the New York State Legislature and administered by the Huntington Arts Council. Deborah Hempe is here to talk about what we've done over the past three years as well as what's coming up this year. Hello, Deborah. Hi. So year number one. Year number one, we um, did the beautiful crocheted trees that... um, uh, one is in the Nature Explorium, and one is out on the corner of School and Eastwood School Street and Eastwood Boulevard. Um, we worked with artist Carol Hummel. A lot of her work focuses on commu- uh, community art projects created by and for the community, um, and it was so successful. Community really expressed that they wanted more. So last year we went ahead and did another one. 
this time the finished project is over at our Selden building. Um, it was called Ref- Reflections and it was glass tiles that individuals created. And we worked with a glass uh, kiln glass artist named Kathy Seth. And she put it all together beautifully on the, uh, this gorgeous um, fence that's over at the Selden building. So this year we're doing something different. We're doing something with mosaic tiles. Yes. Uh, This year's project is called Community Mosaic, a collaborative art project, and we are creating a 14-foot-wide mosaic tile mural, which will hang in the community room at the library's center each building. Um, This year, we're working with a mosaic artist. Her name is Libby Hintz, and she designed the plan for the mural based on the colors and shapes and um, the design elements that can be seen throughout the library. Okay. So that was incorporated into the design plan. And then what's going to happen is individuals will work on four inch by four inch sections of it. And those individuals will have the choice of choosing which tiles within the color that their section is. They can choose which um, mosaic tiles to use. There's quite a variety of sizes and shapes um, within each color that's in the mural. So is there a specific thing that they're creating as part of the mural or, or do they have control over what they're, what they're laying out and what they're doing? They have control over what they're laying out within the, the colors, the palette, the palette okay. that they're given. There's, there's nine colors that are incorporated into the, um, mural. And so the square that they receive, it could be, um, you know, all green or it could be all blue or it could be, you know, split in half depending on you know, where the grid was. But within that, they have the creativity to, to make patterns with the tiles that they choose within that. Now, when this is all put together, I assume it's kind of going to be like a thing where it'll, the each four inch tile that they're working on will have its own in total, will this look like something different, I guess, is that? Yes. Okay. So all of the individual pieces will be put together. Um, at the end, you know, Libby will piece them all together. It'll all be grouted, so it's going to look a little different also once the grout is applied. And so, yes, I think that each, there's all going to be these individual patterns and pieces within it, and the total will look different and very beautiful. Sure, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a great representation, I think, of like the community coming together, every individual person has their individual thing that they do, but as a community, it creates something bigger and better. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. Now, how is this going to be mounted to a wall? How is this being done? Um, It's actually being done in five panels that will be hung together to create the 14 foot wide hole. Um, And they're going to be uh, mounted on a, um, a special board that you can mount the, um, mosaics on and they'll each have a frame around it. Okay. And each individual four inch uh, tile that someone's working on, they glue those together? How does that work? They're gluing tiles onto a, uh, basically a piece of mesh that's been taped down on a piece of cardboard. And then once they're all done, like I said, it'll all get pieced back together. And she'll, she'll and put it together. It'll, look, it. They won't really look like they were necessarily separate pieces, except you'll see where the patterns changed you know, different tiles were used by different individuals. Now, I think we should mention that this year there's some additional funding from the Library Foundation. Yes, the Middle Country Library Foundation is providing some additional funding for the project. Um, And the project kicks off this weekend. Great. We are having two kickoff weekend workshop sessions. 
one on Saturday the 18th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., and one on Sunday the 19th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., both here at the uh, Center Reach building in the community room. Libby Hintz will be giving an artist talk and then giving some instruction and guidance as uh, the people who attend start creating these tiles that we're going to need to um, complete to create this mosaic. Sure. What time frame are we looking at? When, when should this be done? So we kick off this weekend. Um, then we will be pushing into many programs over the summer that are happening at the library already, like the summer reading kickoff, our outdoor concerts, the outdoor movies, some of the teen nights. Um, we're going to have sessions before the Friday films. It's going to be worked on all summer long. Libby's also coming back to do three uh, workshops that people can sign up and you know work again with her if they'd like. And the installation celebration will occur on Saturday, October 19th at 11 a.m. And we will unveil the final product um, at that time. Wow. So this is a long process. It this is a long process. Yeah. How long did the tree take? How long was the tree? Because that involved folks putting putting uh, crocheted um, right. Sam- so with the tree, together. people um, came here for the first uh, weekend. Some people did work here and crochet, but you could also take kits home and crochet them at home and bring them back. That started in early June and ran through towards the end of September. Okay, uh, we had the same time frame last year. Uh, this we felt might take a little bit longer. Sure. So um, we're starting a little bit earlier and. Um, as it is an indoor installation, not not outdoors, uh-huh. we were able to push a little bit further and go into October. Into, yeah, where the weather's yeah. a little cooler. Yeah. Well, this is fantastic. We will put it in the show notes so folks, so I assume folks need to register for this. this they should register, event, yes. Uh, yes, we still weekend. have seats available. Okay, great. So they'll register. We'll put that in the show notes. And uh, come October, we're going to have a beautiful new installation in our community room yes. here in Center Reach. Yes. Thank you so much, Deborah. You're welcome. Thank you. This has been the Middle Country Public Library Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. To listen to our older episodes or read our show notes, visit our website, mcplibrary.org forward slash podcasts. Or if you have an idea for a future show or would like to ask one of the team members a question, send us an email, podcast at mcplibrary.org.